I'm watching. Okay, her. before we jump into this episode, I wanted to tell you guys that I saw this TikTok about the science between between behind everything just works out for me. Oh yeah. But apparently there's like these receptors in our brain that filter out information that we get throughout the day because like we we perceive a lot more information than our mind than our brain like processes. And it's just constantly filtering out information, but it starts like first thing in the morning and your first few thoughts in the morning are tell your brain what information you want it to filter throughout the day. So if you wake up and you're like, shit, I don't want to be awake. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do all this. Then all day long, your brain is constantly filtering that information. And it's like, your day sucks. You don't want to be here. You don't want to do this. But if you wake up first thing in the morning and you're like, everything works out for me, then it literally will filter that information and it will. it'll help pick up the like good things and filter out the good things that happen to you what if like my first thoughts are i really have to freaking pee i'm so thirsty then that's what you're gonna think all day long so i've been trying every morning i wake up and think i don't want to be awake and then i'm like oh shit no everything works out for me (laughs) everything works out for me I also think about dinner. That's one of my first three thoughts. I'm like, what am I gonna have for dinner today? Dinner at six o'clock in the morning. I love well, it. I'm like one of the reasons why you I love me all day talking about how hungry you are and how you can't wait for dinner. What? So that's probably why you text me all day long talking about how hungry you are and how you can't wait for dinner. Yeah, probs. Okay, go ahead, Jules. Okay, thanks. Um, I'm reading Atomic Habits and or I'm listening to it um because at work we all pick like one nonfiction book and we talk about it once a week or so um and so I'm reading Atomic Habits right now and it's really good but it talks about basically like if you like seeing okay I'm gonna use writing as an example so like picture an author that you love okay so like Lynn Painter, Amy Lee, Sarah Hogle like your top picturing you guys (laughs) babe why why (laughs) no okay Sarah Hogle Okay, so pick, you know, whoever your author is, and as you are, like, going throughout your day, and you're imagining, like, what would a successful author be doing right now? What is a successful, like, what would they be doing right now? Like, right when you wake up first thing in the morning, what would a successful author be doing? And so one girl had that mindset, and she was pretty overweight, and she really needed to, um, she had to get on a diet because she ended up getting diagnosed with diabetes and it was really hard for her and stuff to change her mind track like mentally. And anyway, she, um, basically all day was like, what would a healthy person do? What would a healthy person do? What would a healthy person do? So just like, would a healthy person eat a salad or would they, um, have a Big Mac? Would a person, would a healthy person go on a walk or would they sit on the couch? Like just all day long. That's all she ever did was think about like, what would a healthy person do? And then like six months, a year, year and a half later, she's like, I'm a healthy person. Like that's not me. And so it's neat. Cause it was, it was just really cool. Cause it was talking about like, right when you wake up in the morning, making the right choices of like, what would a successful author do right now? And stuff like that. Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. I'm Juliana. Today's episode is our very first tropes and quotes episode of the year. The selected trope was drumroll. Fake dating. (laughs) (laughs) But, But before we dive in, 
to our fake dating recommendations. Don't ask um, Jules what she's been reading. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh my God, Jules is ready. I would love to know, Jules, what you've been reading since our last episode. So I've started two new books. Um, I have three new books. Um, I am finally reading When in Rome by Sarah Adams. Um, I am like 30-ish percent through. So I'm really liking it. It's super cute. I Wait, are like you doing them. the audio or the? No, I'm just, I, I requested the audio, but I'm in line. Because I started the audio today as a reread and I'm 37% through. OMG, oh, we're so cute. I cannot wait to listen to it because Teddy Hamilton, right? Or not Teddy no. Hamilton, but the guy who sounds like Teddy Hamilton. Yes. Does it. And he is, whew. okay. So I'm reading that. Um, I started Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey. Haven't really been able to get super into it, but um, I've been more into Win in Rome. So that's why I am also rereading The Roommate by Rosie Dannon. Have you guys read that? And maybe no. you have, right? No. I haven't, but I have the audio on hold on Libby. And she's got another one too that's called The Intimacy Experiment. That looks really yes, good. I've read that one too. So I'm rereading The Roommate. It's so, so good. Is it spicy? Um, you know yeah. you know the yeah. premise of it help me What's you know like he's like he's a corn star really yeah ah. amanda's corn? like downloading now yes kelsey a corn star he poses <laughs> with, with corn, corn. With corn. It's, like a, it's like a fetish he poses with stocks of corn <laughs> corn <laughs> and women pay him for photos of him with stocks it's corn, corn. Since our last episode, I have read Do I Know You by Emily Wiberly and Austin Stephen Broca. Um, I've listened to O is for Outlaw and P is for Peril by Sue Grafton. I have read The Fraud Squad, A Castle in the Clouds, and Begin Again by Emma Lord. And then I've also listened to Stuck With You, Q is for Quarry, Below Zero, and Under One Roof. I listened to Below Zero and Under One Roof today, actually. Um, so now that I've listened to all three Allie Hazelwood novellas, um, Stuck With You is by far my favorite, but I did enjoy the other two. And that's everything. What'd you think about the Emmer, Emmer, oh my gosh. Emma Lord? Emily Wiberly. Oh. An Austin Seeking Broke a Book. Do I know you? I absolutely loved it. Cannot wait to chat with him about it. But here's my thing is I've been reading Emily and Austin for like a really long time and I don't know that they could do any wrong in my eyes because I'm just like an OG Wibroka fan so. How about the Emma Lord book? Loved that too it was so good. I'm posting my review for it tomorrow actually because tomorrow is pub day. I'm excited for It's so good. I loved it so much. Can we have her on the pod? Um we could. Anyway. Emma Lord, young adult author. Really, oh. really good. Anyway, um, Madison, what have you been reading? Well, thank you so much for asking, Amanda. I recently oh, listened <laughs> to You Deserve Each Other. Um, I hadn't listened to it before. I'd only read it. Um, I also listened to Hook, Line, and Sinker, which I hadn't listened to before either. Um, I am currently reading... Um, Waypoints by Sam Hewen before bed. <sighs> Barbarian yeah. Lover number three in the Ice Planet Barbarians. When in Rome and reading Secretly Yours. 
And then I'm also, I have on my shelf right now on Libby to listen to a very secret society of irregular witches by shy. Um, <laughs> the so enemy. I never said what I am currently reading. So we'll have to circle back to me. Oh, the enemy. Make sure you do it before you ask me. We will. Don't worry. <laughs> By Sarah Adam. Don't worry. And I recently, as of recently, I mean, last night, I found out that Sam Hewen, um narrates Waypoints, the audiobook. So I went ahead and closed that bad boy last night, set it on my shelf, never to be opened again, and downloaded the audiobook. Ugh. Also, you know how he did the little story for that Calm app? Mm -hmm. I downloaded that last night <laughs> I mean how could you not it's Sam Hewen. Josh and I listened to it before bed it's like 45 minutes too so we listened to like 10 minutes of it and I turned it off like right as I was drifting off to sleep I love him may my dreams be filled with Sam with Hewen. the Scottish Highlands yeah yes, yeah that's what I um the Scottish Highlands. just to circle back to me quick yeah I am also reading um the Davenports by Crystal Marquis, which is a, it's set in 1910. It's about like four women of color searching for their, their love of their life. Anyway, um, that comes out on January 31st. So like next week. And then I'm also starting a reread of Throne of Glass. And I have got through the first four um assassin's blade novellas so i'm about to start the assassin and the empire which i'm prepared to have my heart ripped out if you know you know you know it's bad um i'm trying to get into i decided today uh like cozy fantasy Ooh. you guys heard of that kind of that genre yeah it's basically for those of you who don't know it's just like like cottagecore yeah <laughs> but like like cozy cozy romance stories set in a fantasy world so That's not like epic people are dying wars rebellion fantasy but literally just like things set in a fantasy world which when I looked it up because I've been seeing TikToks about it when I looked it up a very secret society of irregular witches was on there oh, as like an example so okay. that's why I went ahead and down I, I could do a cozy fantasy yeah well I'll read a couple we all you know. live in a honey pot and we're all little bears. Um, I write one. And we eat honey <coughs> and we are bears. On, I found this one on KU and I went ahead and downloaded it. It's called The House Witch. It says a heartwarming and humorous blend of fantasy romance and mystery featuring a witch with a with domestic powers in the royal household it serves. He serves dinner. It's literally just about a little house witch. That serves as the royal cook. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I think it sounds amazing. <laughs> what were you saying, Juliana? Does it matter? <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't glorious. <laughs> Tell me about the honey pot. I was trying to talk about this book that I was excited for. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be better than mine. I know. I want to hear about it. I can't. And we are bear. It was a one-time thing. You had to be there. 
man. Don't worry. Also, well, you when I hear honeypot, I can only think of one thing. Amanda, she was talking you about know. a leg- she was talking about a legitimate honeypot. I'm lying here. Like the honeypot <laughs> We are products from Korea. I have one of those. We live in a honeypot and we eat honey and we are bears. I'm sorry. No, when I hear honeypot, I think of Jamie saying that Claire's honeypot was bear. Yep. In France. I can she literally gets a picture, wax. I can literally picture that scene clear as day too because yeah. I hate monkeys like so much. It's not even funny. What is happening? <laughs> she gets a wax out of context, Outlander. That's what's wow. Happening. She gets wow. a wax, and then they're going to bed, and he's like, "He's touching Claire. Her. Your honey pot is bare. What did you do to it? It's really hot, actually." don't even look like that you read ice planet barbarians and they say juices <laughs> they do i never said Listen, that they honey. your they ass honey a lot. has also read or started to read haunting adeline so like you don't have a leg to stand on i'm just saying that they use way worse <laughs> words kelsey what have you been reading i've read it all <laughs> i've got an answer yet <laughs> we're never gonna finish finally Somebody cares. All right. Um, I mute this because I have to cough and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I started the makeup by Haley Gardner. I'm 50% of the oh, way through that. That's and exciting. then oh, that's I started Reluctantly Yours by Aaron Hawkins. Um, that's one. <laughs> I started a lot of books this week and didn't finish <laughs> I have to share this review with you guys for Reluctantly Yours, though. It says, yo, this is a dirty book. Spicy plus cute shit equals hot shit. <laughs> I sent you that. <laughs> you did? I'm <laughs> <laughs> 98% sure somebody sent that to the group chat. because Me? After- yeah. Because you said, so guys, I, I think this book might be now. spicy. Speaking of and hot shit, that. though, this scene in this movie... Also, oh also top notch. I'm mad at him. Um, at Noah Sentinel. What else did I start? Yeah, because he goes the out. The enemy. The other girl. Oh know? yeah, I'm listening to the enemy. I'm almost done with that one. And then I am almost finished with the book that you're recommending. Tonight? <laughs> yeah, the book that I'm recommending tonight. Well, you've read enough of it to recommend it. I Brit. want you guys to know. That you were making fun of my little house witch book, but it has 4.31 stars. I wasn't making they fun of you. We weren't actually making fun of, fun of your house witch book. No, but Kelsey at- said it sounds terrible. Jules and I were laughing at Jules' honeypot bears story. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. It was just the way it was said because no one, <laughs> no one was listening. Is. Except me, and it was hilarious. It looks so cozy. Oh, it's so cute. It's a finished it series. I think not honeypot cozy, but like pretty, pretty cozy. I, I, I guarantee you there's a honeypot somewhere in this book. <laughs> is it shaped like a bee? Speaking of Eloise's first birthday party theme is honeybees and it's so cute. That is so sweet. I decided Sailor's next birthday is going to be Bibbidi Bobbidi 2. Cute. And we're going to do vintage Disney stuff. I love that. I'm super excited. Man, Noah Centineo is so hot. 
Oh, I no. think I'll do that for my next birthday. Bibbity bobbity 27. <laughs> hey, I could do it because I'm gonna oh my god, ew, I'm not even finishing that sentence. Ew. <laughs> I just realized what my next age is gonna be, and I'm not talking about it now. Well, you're gonna be 36. I'm gonna be <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, but be... it makes you feel better about being 32. <laughs> it, it does make me feel better about turning 32. You're right. Bibbity bobbity no, no, you got like a whole year <laughs> before that sexual. happens. So. Who wants to go first? Kelsey, can. Kelsey, go since you're, you're <laughs> rushing us so much. Ready, Kelsey? The only one that hasn't actually finished her book. Ready, Kelsey? I'm growing organs. One, two, three. Speed round. What are we? What are we doing? Oh my God. Kelsey. Quotes and tropes. Quotes and tropes. Right. Your time is okay. up. Pause it. Give her a second. Tell let us her, what book you're doing. Let her a little a little synopsis. On your own in your and favorite one, quote and the one quote you found okay ready <laughs> yes boom go all right so my pick was the neighbor war by katie bailey and i have to be honest with you i'm not finished with it yet i'm like 70 percent of the but way it's through so super cute and it's also it really on brand for kelsey to not be done with her book yet i feel like katie bailey is such a kelsey author like she's so sweet and cute and just Kelsey's only got three minutes to talk about this book (laughs) (laughs) stop interrupting she's wasted half of half of it listening to us it's okay 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 good I I was like you know what I'm not gonna highlight anything because I'm just gonna look for the Goodreads quotes later and then pick out my favorite and um there's one highlighted so I'm gonna share it with you all even though I haven't made it that far yet Okay, so it's about these neighbors, and they hate each other, and, um... Obsessed already. Hot. I don't like you all. Say less. I was being serious. So, he needs a promotion at work, and it's her... I'm the worst at this. I'm so bad at this. So anyways, they like get kind of like conned into going to this resort and um, it's like a couple's retreat and they have to like fake date so that he can get a promotion and that she can get um, like a better like dog walking job. And um, while they're there, they fall in love. Well, it's adorable. There's a lot of laugh out loud, hilarious lines. Her writing is very funny. I would recommend it 10 out of 10. Sick. Nice. Good job, Kelsey. That was very cute. I mentioned it before, but in case listeners forgot, the trope of the episode is fake dating. All right. My book for fake dating, for quotes and tropes, tropes and quotes, is... We gotta make up a jingle like boats and hoes, except for tropes. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Readers ain't okay, shit. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. All right. Quotes and tropes. That's... Kelsey. I mean, <laughs> not exactly the vibe we are going for. No, we need a sign that says readers ain't shit, but quotes and tropes. That's what we need. Instead of bitches ain't shit, but boats and hoes. That actually oh. feels really appropriate. Readers ain't shit, but tropes and quotes. We are. That's all we need. I dig it. It's kind of deep if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I kind of <laughs> dig it. What is it? What is it? I need this on a shirt. Readers Say it again. 
readers ain't shit but tropes and quotes yeah that's cute okay so today (laughs) my uh tropes and quotes book for fake dating is um the wall of winnipeg and me by mariana zapata it is a slow burn um and to be honest when it first starts out i absolutely hated the main character (laughs) uh, or the male main character um but i grow to love him so much he's in my top book boyfriends he's wonderful basically um there is this football player in the NFL. He is the wall of Winnipeg or whatever. And he um, has a girl who basically she's, she's like a chef for him, but she also does his scheduling and like just an overall assistant, I guess. And he is such a jerk in the beginning. He's so mean to her. He's just awful. And you're like, man, this guy is not redeemable whatsoever. And then um, she quits and he's like, basically comes back and he has to grovel which I love get on the ground sir (laughs) grovel (laughs) so he um he begs her basically they have to this is not only fake dating this is fake marriage so they have to get married because he is Canadian and he is um what's the term I made you guys mute but I need you right now (laughs) What term are you trying to think of? Like, get their green card or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you have to get married to stay in the country. Anyway, is that the right term? Yeah. Okay. So, to keep his green card or whatever, he's got to get married. So, he, she is the only person in his life who is, like, trustworthy. And so, he goes to her and asks her to get married. And she has um, her reasons to do it. So, she says yes. And they do this whole fake marriage. And it's very very cute super super slow burn and I love it um my favorite quote is well it's two quotes um she says do you love me and then he says you tell me I never stop thinking about you I worry about you all the time every beautiful thing I see reminds me of you I can't finish this I can't finish my practices in Colorado without wishing you were always with me you tell me exactly what I feel and I love that because you don't see that till like 95 percent through the book so once you get there it's like man this was really rewarding this is great so this is why I am apprehensive to read Mariana Zapata because it's so worth it 100 plus page slow burn just ain't it okay I read when a Scott ties the knot by Tessa Dare it was my first Tessa Dare book that I read a few months ago set off my Tessa Dare obsession loved it um the basic plot is that uh, this girl, Maddie, is very awkward, and when it was her first London season, um, she was like a failure, and she made up this suitor named, what was his name, Captain McKenzie, and she wrote him all these letters, and it basically got her family off her back to keep her from having to do more London seasons, and um, she sent all these letters off to this Captain McKenzie. He was Scottish, and like for years did this for years, wrote to this fake man. And then, um, she felt bad about it. And so she killed him off. And, um, then she inherits a castle in Scotland and she goes up to collect her inheritance. And, um, then, uh, Captain Mackenzie shows up on her doorstep and he was real, not at all like the fake man that she had created but there was a real captain mckenzie and he wanted part of the castle as his like inheritance and he was there to make her 
keep all of her promises that she made and all these letters that she wrote. Um, it was really good. I loved it so much. As I said, it started off my Tessa Dare obsession. My favorite quote, I saved two. Amanda, I think this is the one that you used in your review. It says, I'd have to be dead in my grave before I ever stop fighting for you, Madeline. Even then, I'd move six feet of earth to find a way. Oh, so good. Now, that book is wonderful. Tessa Dare knows how to write steam, let me tell you what. And I love it. Her tension is so good. Um, And then my other one was, oh, Lord, now not only was he an impoverished orphan, but an impoverished, unloved orphan with a passion for books. Her every feminine impulse jumped to attention. Wait, that's not the one I wanted. (laughs) hold on that one is cute but hold on hold on hold on um I've got 43 seconds that's plenty of time don't even be passive aggressive show me that timer I've got it um okay here it is here it is here it is okay here I am struggling to banish any fullest foolish or imagined affections for you so that I can consummate this marriage of convenience in a proper business-like fashion as we agreed and then you go and read a book while he's at it why didn't he just bring her a basket of kittens a bottle of champagne and pose naked with a rose caught between his teeth Mm. um but yeah so I guess it's it's marriage of convenience because he says that she's going to marry him since she wrote all of this stuff um about him he like basically comes back to make an honest woman out of her but really he also wants property like a place for his men to call home that's what it is it's been a while since i've read it and i've read a lot of between that's the Um, only one i also started the first one in that series but i never finished it so yeah i couldn't remember why he wanted it so badly but yeah it's because he was in the army and he wanted a place for all of his men when they came back because they didn't have any land or anything that but book yeah. is top notch. So good. That's not even my favorite of hers, though. I think it's close to the top. Don't you really love one of the Spindle Cove books? I love all of the Spindle Cove books, but I don't remember which one. Damn, once I work my way through Sue Grafton, I need to get back on my Tessadera audiobook. So um, <laughs> the book that I selected for fake dating is To All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han, because... Well, I love this series. I'm actually watching the movie right now. Um, We haven't really, we don't talk about a ton of Yah because I'm like the only one that reads it except for Lynn Painter, obviously. But um, if you haven't heard of this series, Laura Jean writes letters to like as she was growing up to all the boys that she's loved throughout the years and saves them in this little box. And at the start of To All the Boys I Loved Before, the letters mysteriously get mailed out and all of her former loves start approaching her. And one of them, Peter Kavinsky is in like an on again, off again relationship with this girl who I literally cannot think of her name for the life of me still. Um, and what's nuts? what? Yeah. What's, what's her nuts? PK and LJ <laughs> decide to fake date because Laura Jean's never really had a boyfriend before. And PK thinks that by dating Laura Jean, it's going to make this other girl jealous and like want to get back with him and whatnot. So um, it's the first book in a trilogy. Fake dating is the trope. <laughs> um, oh, favorite quote. Also, no, this is a movie. Doing- I will say this is a movie I love. I think they did a really good job with the movie adaptations. The one thing that drives me nuts is that 
the books are set on the east coast in like south carolina north carolina somewhere in there and they for the movie they moved it to washington state which i don't love i don't understand why that was necessary but that's just me um and my one quote that i love i love lots of quotes but this one just always sticks out to me is it's not like in the movies it's better because it's real so yeah lj's big thing is that um she only is interested in guys that are unattainable because then she doesn't actually have to like try in a relationship with them because she's afraid so when she and pk finally like agree to stop fake dating and actually date it's just kiss and i, I literally them. just finished the movie i've never just, read them just finished the movie too so it's perfect um, I was telling Madison uh-huh. when we first start the movie when we got on the podcast. Yeah, I did. Oh no. Yeah. So I was telling Madison too when we first got on that um obviously with the summer I turned pretty becoming a TV show last summer too, that you know, people are really hype on that now too. And this this series is kind of like fallen by the wayside because to the summer I turned pretty is newer. But I love To All the Boys I've Loved Before more than I love The Summer I Turned Pretty. And I don't know if that's because it was better written or I listened to the audios of The Summer I Turned Pretty Mm -hmm. series and I just didn't love the narrator. I thought Belly was really annoying, um, whereas I love LJ. So, yeah. That's it. I also thought that um, the narrator was kind of annoying. She had a very raspy like masculine yeah kind of voice it was it it was odd I also just like you I mean in the first season of the show you see Belly going back and forth between like um you know Cam Cameron and Jeremiah and Conrad and yeah She's like, I can't stand the wishy-wash. I get she's a teenager, but the wishy-washiness did not get better as the series went on. The Summer I Turned Pretty came out in 2009 and All the Boys came out in 2014. So it makes a lot more sense that she, or it makes a lot of sense that she would have really grown in five years. Yeah, and see, like the, yeah, even like LJ's growth in To All the Boys I've Loved Before compared to Belly's in The Summer I Turned Pretty, they're just like worlds apart. Yeah. Are they written by the same person? Yeah, yes. Jenny Han wrote both of them. Oh. That's why I've been comparing them. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So I just think that like LJ going from like, you know, being this, I mean, she's a, they talk about bodice rippers in the show because LJ's obsessed with like those like clinch cover type of romance novels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like old school ones. And she just prefers all of her romance to take place on page. And she doesn't want to have like a real life romance. She likes the idea of love, but she doesn't actually want to be in love because she's afraid because after losing her mom, it's like hard for her to want to love anybody again. Right. Um, But I think her growth as the series goes on, like from sophomore to junior to senior year is way better than Belly's over the course of like the, five six years whatever that takes place so that's just one woman's opinion 
Yeah, so next episode is Julia Olivia. Yes. Ooh, that's exciting. I love her. She's such a little doll. I was just how many, her how many of her books have you read? Because I think I've only read um three. Not not her not the fiction between us. Well, all downhill with you. I've read three of them. Um, really the fiction cute. between us is by far my favorite, and I am supposed to get her arc for her new one soon. Our ride to forever. Yes, I'm and- gonna sign up for that one because I just don't have time for arcs. But <laughs> yeah. I, I signed up because I just know it's gonna be super cutie. I just don't have yeah. time for literally anything. I love her writing style. I think she's and she's just such a nice person. I think she's so sweet. So I can't. Yeah, she's so sweet, and I'm super excited to chat with her. I just remembered that we had listeners submit their favorite fake dating books and I want to read them um so give me a second I'm sorry Jules no I just want to I want I want to read them um Jules I heard you say what's the name of this episode again tropes and quotes tropes and quotes quotes. all right I'm gonna start singing it whenever people guilty of Whenever, whenever one of you guys say tropes and quotes, I'm just going to jump in with tropes and quotes. All right. Are we ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Spit them out. Favorite, favorite fake dating books um, submitted by our listeners. So Library by Emily said Baggage Claim by, Woo-woo, baggage claim. by Juliana. Um, Court K. Reads said Baggage Claim. Kiss Her Once For Me by Allison Cochran and The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Ooh. Um, AF reads, which is Aaron Forelli, who is one of my favorite humans. Um, Love Light Farms by BK Borison. Reading in PJs said Love Light Farms. Reading in PJs also said The Wall of Winnipeg and Me. Mm. And The Deal, which duh, we are trash for L. Kennedy around Obviously. here. Also, The Love Hypothesis. Um, Mim Slevs said How to Fake It in Hollywood. Life with AD said the cheat sheet by Sarah Adams, and then reading in PJs also submitted baggage claim. So, oh, also, I feel like we should clarify that these books in these tropes and quotes episodes that we're going to be recommending are not necessarily our favorite of the genre, but we want to try to highlight books that we haven't mentioned before. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. Um, go over to our Instagram at hgasandheartbreaks.pod where you can vote for our next Tropes and Quotes episode um, so we can kind of see what our next trope will be judging by what everybody votes on. Um, we've got a bunch of fun stuff over there. You can see our future lineup and all of that over there. So yeah, uh, we've got a bunch of fun stuff coming this spring that we're really excited for. So join us over there and we hope you all have a wonderful day, night, slash evening, slash afternoon, slash mid Whenever you listen to this, we hope you're feeling wonderful. That's right. Oh, see you next time, Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers. <laughs>